Jerem. I'm Aaron. This is Paul. And this is Tim. Fellas, we're back to Saturday, and uh, uh, it's all pretty. I don't know. I feel a lot more sober than I do on Thursdays. Yeah, I know. What's up with? Uh, I don't like this. I don't I, like the Saturday thing. I think, I think that that I'm going to have to get up a little earlier, so you know I can can pound back a. Uh, a few breakfast stouts. <laughs> breakfast stouts. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing, Aaron. Don't judge. <laughs> so, Paul. Uh, yes, sir. My wife follows you, and uh-huh. she, she makes the comment the other day. She goes, you know, Paul's got such a nice... And- and I, and I said, I said, really? She goes, yeah, I never really noticed that when he's here. And I, said, <laughs> and I said, I said, well, why is that? She goes, well, because generally you're so terrible to him the whole time he's here. And I don't understand why he's your friend. <laughs> because when he's here, I don't understand how he can deal with your bullshit. <laughs> but outside here, he's so full of life. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's probably what he says every Missouri trip, too. He's like, why am I here? (laughs) I keep everybody here. (laughs) What has become of my life? That's right. right. I just come from... (laughs) Well, speaking of punishment... Here we go. (laughs) Wayne isn't here. I'm sorry, who's being punished? Everyone else. I feel liberated. (laughs) time with this morning. Ah, okay. (laughs) The people in Metropolis who are spending time with Wayne. We're sorry, people. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> if Superman was real, I'm sure he'd save you. Uh, so Wayne is at the Superman celebration this weekend in Metropolis, Illinois? Yep. Is that where it is? Yep. Okay. So he was going to broadcast live from Metropolis, but uh, his internet connection sucks at the, uh, the Motel 6. So Stupid Luther Core. <laughs> Stupid Luther Core internet. <laughs> Um, so uh, he he will not be joining us this weekend. Uh, I'm I'm very curious what uh, I, you know. He goes to the Superman celebration every year, and I've always wanted to go, but it just doesn't seem like the juice is worth the squeeze to go out to Illinois for it. No, nothing in Illinois is worth it. Exactly. Christ. <laughs> and it's you know it's not like it's in some major metropolitan area. Right. It, I know Metropolis sounds metropolitan. It's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's ironically named. <laughs> like cold Texas. So, Paul, did you see Tron Coast at Shanghai Disney? Oh my God, yes. I, you know, I'm not a roller coaster guy, but holy crap, that looks yeah, that looks wicked awesome. You know, the the instead of you riding in a bucket or something, you are uh, on a cycle. <laughs> when was the last time you rode a roller coaster? <laughs> Instead of you riding in a bucket on a track, well, you and know, instead of you know, in the little cab it's, thing that's like a bucket, it's a bucket. <laughs> but you know, you're 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 situated like a like a bicycle, like a Tron side. And, uh, boy, that that I mean, I, I saw the the video of that this morning. It was a crap. That so I, I just imagine it's just a matter of time before. Yeah, it, I, I would. It, quite frankly, I would have loved to have been there this year for opening. Uh-huh. I mean, clearly that's not happening. Uh, but yeah, I, I I would love to go sometime. So let me ask this because I haven't seen this video, Aaron. Is so is it one of those things where you have to be the lead cycle, or it's like you're not the lead sled dog and the view is shitty? I, you know, obviously it's it's a train of of cycles, right? But so I don't know how the view is affected if you're behind the ass, you know, in front of you. <laughs> but uh, uh, it it sure did look the the video that I saw looked pretty damn. It's like a human caterpillar roller coaster, Tim, <laughs> or centipede. <laughs> a human centipede. They That's sew I, you uh, together. They pillar. sew you together for this. Yeah, you gotta love it when the when when the joke isn't even funny because you do it wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> real quick, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the Superman Celebration website. So Jimmy Olsen from the Supergirl TV series is there, as is Peter Facinelli, who I've got to, who I have to imagine is probably the biggest draw, who, um, because he was in Twilight. And, is he the uh, big-headed guy? No, he was in. Um, I don't know who this is. He's in Nurse Jackie. What, was he Twilight the Vampire? No, no. He was Twilight the Vampire's dad. Oh, okay. Hey, that's uh, his name, right? Twi- I haven't seen any of those movies. Twilight, <laughs> Twilight the, Vampire's the Vampire's dad. Dr. Carlisle Cullen, according to the website. Um, but he, he's got a pretty loyal following. Every time I, every time he's somewhere, he brings in a lot of people. Um, let's see. Uh, but really, the main thing that I wanted to mention here is that John Schnepp is there. So really, we should be there, Aaron. The Flash's dad? No, John Schnepp, the guy who did the death oh, of Rebirth or Return of Superman. Oh yeah, death of death of Superman. What happened? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah, I'd like to have a talk with that guy. 
I, well, I, 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 I talk where I've got a tube sock and a bar of soap, and yeah. that's uh, that's the conversation. Do you think it's do you think it's smart for that guy to be there right now? <laughs> yeah, because Wayne's to be there. anywhere. But Wayne was Wayne didn't back the Kickstarter. So Wayne he, was smart. He does not share our rage. <laughs> uh, John Bagdanov is there. That's kind of the biggest draw for me. Yeah, that I, boy, I would get me a sketch. Wayne, oh, yeah. Wayne, get me a sketch. <laughs> and Rick Burchett. That's pretty sweet too. I don't know. But, um, I don't know who that is. Anyway, Paul. Oh, Rick Burchett. He did. Uh, he did a lot of work on Superman the animated series, comic books. Okay. He's yeah. He, um, yeah. He's a, he's he's a really awesome artist. Huh. But anyway. So, so all this Superman talk. I think I'm getting a little. Oh, it's, I'm a little. I'm a little overwhelmed with it, Paul. Are you? Can we, can we switch subjects here. No, we can't. We Why? can talk about Superman, and we can talk about roller coasters, or we can talk about Superman roller coasters. It's roller coaster. It's Superman roller coasters with Aaron and Polly. <laughs> <laughs> well, so earlier this week, you know, last week I mentioned how I would be in uh, Maryland this week going to the Superman virtual reality coaster opening. Um, so I was. Uh, so this Wednesday, I I worked until one o'clock, and then hopped in my car, and four hours later, miraculously, uh, it's like you got I, your I supermobile. <laughs> Four hours later of sitting in traffic, I got to um, Six Flags uh, America in the uh, Maryland, D.C. area, and um, I went for the opening of their Superman Virtual Reality coaster. So let me tell you, I walk up and they have this sign. And so it had uh, so the Superman Virtual Reality coaster, it opened on Wednesday to annual pass holders and uh, media like us. And I saw that from 12 to 1, they had pictures with. Superman, and I'm like, it, it's 5:30. Why, why isn't Superman still here for pictures? Why, why, why did I miss the Superman pictures? Because he has to go fight crime, Paul. He can't he hang has, around for your picture. He can do both. He's, he's got super shit. To, he's got shit to do. <laughs> he runs on his schedule, not your schedule. That's right, Paul. <laughs> I, I feel like Superman was being. Um, he's Superman, not super bitch. <laughs> Big time to me. <laughs> he had a cool car waiting for him too. That's right. Yeah. Um, so the Superman virtual reality coaster. So let me just tell you a little bit about the VIP party, which was. Um, so they had like a couple of tents, and one had food and stuff, but really that's not important. What's important is they had Superman themed alcoholic drinks. <laughs> they had one called the Kryptonite Crush. Um, that was green and it had like dry ice cubes in it. Uh -huh. So it was like all bubbling and foaming pretty sweet and they had a blue one called the metropolis sky that had some type of rum in it um so of course i had to have both uh -huh. Duh. um and then they had a table like a tent with a huge table full of superman cupcakes and cookies and i'm like this is this is how you do it i see i don't think superman would have approved of any of these things i think he would have i think he would have wanted you to hydrate so there would have been plenty of water and i think he'd want you to you know have some have some vegetables here's here's a carrot yeah here's <laughs> Screw your, you, here, here's your carrot Here's your broccoli and your cauliflower. This is why no one likes you, Superman. And your room temperature water. <laughs> but um, so they 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 just converted the roller coaster, and I'm looking around, and I'm, you know, it, 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 check out the YouTube channel because I talk about this. Um, last year when I went, it was all like classic um, post-crisis pre-Flashpoint Superman, uh, like the symbol and all the Superman stuff. And as I'm walking around, I'm like, huh. They converted all the Superman symbols to New 52 Superman symbols, and they have the New 52 Superman on the sign in front of the ride. And I'm like, it seems like poor timing since the New 52 Superman is dead now. Right, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is not Superman as he is this week. Um, just like a minor quibble, but I just thought it was interesting like that no one communicated like, hey, by the time your ride opens, that Superman's dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the Superman roller coaster—it's been around for years, and so I, I've you know I've ridden it before. It's old school roller coaster, no loops or anything like that. But it's a it's an awesome, super fast roller coaster. Uh, but they have now um, given you the option to wear virtual reality uh, like Samsung Gear VR masks or whatever while you ride the roller coaster. And I gotta tell you, it is such a crazy cool experience. Um, 
because, you know, in a normal roller coaster, you know, you're going up the hill and you know, you, you're about to go down and you see the loop coming up and you see everything coming up. But when you're wearing a virtual reality helmet, you can't see any of that. <laughs> so you don't know what's coming up. And so you're watching this video and basically in it, you're on a sky tram. And if you look down, you see legs and you see yourself wearing a Batman shirt and you're kind of riding this sky tram. And all of a sudden, Lex Luthor like levitates the sky tram. And Superman stops him, and when he stops him, you stop levitating. So, like, that first hill on a roller coaster where you're going, you know, the, the steepest hill, it looks basically like you're heading straight towards the Metropolis streets. And Superman picks you up, like like you're going back up another hill in real life, but in the video, Superman's, like, carrying you, and then they're fighting all over Metropolis, so you're, you're being flung all over Metropolis, and tanks are in, you know, like, trucks are exploding, and cars are driving by, and all this crazy stuff is happening all around you, and... If you've never worn a VR helmet, you can look all around, um, you know, 360 degrees and see something. And so that's how it is. Like you can look around and you see metropolis streets and and things are going on all around you um, while you're riding this roller coaster. And it's it's crazy. It is so, so cool. So what's don't the, before you go on it, though. How are the visuals? I mean, are they are they does it look like you're in a video game or does it look real? It looks like you're in a video game. Yeah, it does look like you're in a video game um, and not like Uncharted 4. You know, with the with the fancy PlayStation Four graphics, it's more like a you know like a, a generation behind um, Xbox. <laughs> yeah, like an yeah. Xbox game. Yeah. I mean, the graphics aren't bad, but they you know it is you know it, you're not going to mistake it for reality. It's just a really cool experience. Yeah. Cool. You know, I, I I'm not much of a roller coaster guy, but I think that would get it, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a unique experience. I've never done anything like that. Yeah. Um, and apparently, they have it. Uh, at nine Six Flags parks across America, um, that they have this technology. So check wonder, your wonder. local Six Flags and see if they have it. We, we, I wonder if they have it here. I have to check that out. Yeah, maybe. So that I can not go to it. Because <laughs> <laughs> boy, how I hate Six Flags. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm aware, Aaron. Yeah, well, you know, I and I, I, I don't know if this is just a, a function of Texas heat, but man, uh, the Six Flags Park here in North Texas stinks like a sewer. And just ugh. <laughs> Is, that, is your Six Flags open year-round there in Texas? Mostly year. Mostly, they yeah. mostly come out at night. Well, you know, they're they're you know they they're open all through the summer. They're open in the fall for uh, the Fright Fest. Yeah. And then they're open at Christmas for a holiday in the park, and then they do something around spring break. So there's just a couple of of you know there's just several weeks that they're not open. Yeah, that's like so, my local parks, yeah. and I think that's around here too. Yeah. So Tim, since you're since you are not tired of talking about Superman yet, oh no, we've got more Superman to, to all to the Superman you, the you can possibly stand. <laughs> so let's let's talk about some DC Rebirth, and just I'm, I'm going to warn our viewers that we're going to be talking about DC Rebirth a lot over this coming month. Well, particularly since I'm reading almost no Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and and Tim's not much of a Marvel guy currently either. So expect a lot of DC Rebirth over these next couple weeks because, like, that's all we're talking about today uh, is DC Rebirth as far as new releases. Um, Action Comics number nine fifty seven came out, and unlike some of the other DC, unlike the other DC Rebirth titles that have been coming out that are like zero issues, Action Comics is issue nine fifty seven. It's not Action Comics Rebirth. It is you know going back to the original numbering, and it doesn't. For me, it didn't feel like the zero issue that some of these other Rebirth titles do. It, it feels like the start of a storyline. And so, Aaron, this book written by Pat, um, Dan Jurgens, art by Patrick Zercher. What did you, well, and Tim. Tim read this too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn. All right, let, let's let Tim start, our, our, our resident super fan. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, man, this book was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love this book. Um, there's just... So, I, there's so many iconic scenes just in this one little book. Yeah. It's like the, the the Ken's unpacking and him having a discussion with his his son about why he isn't cheating the system. That was that was a great yeah. mod paw Kent kind of answer, and that's right? Exactly what it was. It was it was so <laughs> nice seeing you know Lois and Clark raising their son like Martha and Jonathan, right? I mean because I, mean, I mean you immediately picked up on it. yeah and. I love me some Lex Luthor when he's being he's being a good guy just so that he can turn later. And I love how he sort of tricks Superman into attacking him. That was oh this 
I I have been jazz jazzed about a Superman book in a while. I I loved everything about. Well, okay, I didn't love everything about it. But at the end, I wasn't real impressed with what you know what transpired. I don't think you need that. I, I don't think you need a Doomsday right now, to be fair. But like the fight between Lex Luthor and Superman, the discussion, the fact that there's a Clark Kent, sort of. Like I don't know what that's about yet, but I'm I'm really excited for what with what they're doing here so far. The art was awesome. Their Dan Jurgens writes a hell of a Superman book, and he, there's just there's a spot in this book right, right where you know because each of these DC rebirths has like about five ads in the middle of it, right? Um, and it actually worked for this one because old Superman has one line. As Lex Luthor is, is like floating over them, uh, floating over and explaining what he's going to do to help Metropolis, and so you flip through all these five pages, like, oh, here it comes, here it comes, and then, bam, you get the picture of old Superman, which I call him old, but you know what I mean, uh, pre New Fifty Two Superman floating over Lex Luthor. Like, okay, I I love this book. You know the what I love. You know, we spent what eight issues of the Lois and Clark book with uh, pre fifty two Superman. You know, uh, living incognito. You know, making sure that the world didn't know who is. And then you know he as they're moving into their new digs, they look on TV and there's Lex Luthor wearing his uh, apocalypse built armor with a Superman shield on it. And you know, immediately Superman loses his shit. I mean, He's had it. yeah, yep. motherfucker, you know, <laughs> and just tears out. And, you know, Lois is like, wait, we were going to be secret. Wait, and you know, he just goes off to you know tell tell uh, uh, Lex this ain't cool. I yeah, he's that. like, I'm going to shave and I'm going to. Yeah. Go right now. Yeah, I'm why does he have to shave? By the way, come on. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> I like Leonidas Superman. Yeah, that was pretty hysterical. I got to shave, and then I'm going to go kick this mother's ass. <laughs> <laughs> but first, a shave. Uh, <laughs> but what I love about this book is it felt so, – and I, I don't know if you picked up on this, but you know, Dan Jurgens is back to writing in continuity Superman in the DC Universe. And <laughs> it is pretty – I felt like he was shooting the middle finger – you know, the whole time he was writing the book, you know, because ah, I'm getting me a Maggie Sawyer back. <laughs> you know, we're going to we're going to kick Lex Luthor's ass and here's Doomsday. You know, I mean, it just it felt so much like, you know, Dan Jurgens is back on top and I'm going to do all these things I wanted to, and I'm going to do them right. I mean, because, well, yeah, I don't think we need Doomsday for this book. I love the way Duno, I love that he wrapped in the you know, apocalypse prison guard uh, that he was in when he first, you know, back in the, you know, it very much felt like, you know, this doesn't look like wimp-ass uh, New 52 Doomsday, where it takes 90 of them to knock Superman down. This looks like the original badass. Well, and w one of the things I like about this is that, <clears throat> excuse me, we didn't have six issues to build up Superman. Uh -huh. Getting back into Superman, yeah, he, he 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 like he's he's holding a box. Lex Luthor pops up on TV and he's like, "Fuck that!" Yeah, it didn't Bam. take an issue Superman, and a half. Two for, pages later, yeah, it didn't take him an issue and a half to shave. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah, I, 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 I this, book this book is awesome. Yeah, it is. It is, I, it is a super strong book, and I gotta say, I really like the design of Lex Luthor. Oh okay. yeah, I, I'm gonna need me an action figure of that. And uh, the Patrick Zercher art, I thought was good. It, it, if, if you um. You know, he he's I've seen him do a couple of books before. Um, he kind of continues that Lee Weeks style that we got used to on the Lois and Clark book, I think, a little bit. Um, so I, I I love the art on this book, too. The only question that I have mm -hmm. is where did this suit come from? <laughs> I wondered the same thing. That like Superman's wearing because, you know, it looks like the new 52 Superman suit in most respects. Um, maybe he took it off the dead body. <laughs> that just seems rude. You don't need this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'll be taking this. <laughs> but I, I do. I will say, you know, I I like. I think it's a nice meld between the new fifty two design and the pre fifty two design. In that the uh, S symbol doesn't seem to be three D. You know, like Injustice and like they did it in the new fifty two. Um, yeah. It doesn't have all those ridiculous seams that all of the Justice League had. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it, it is, and it's the original Superman symbol. Just to you know, go back to my point earlier about that 
the roller coaster and how they changed everything to the new 52 symbol yeah. for the opening this week. Well, now we're back to the original Superman symbol. No, it looks good. I, 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 I prefer my Superman with the shorts on the outside, but, uh, you know, we do get that on Lex Luthor's armor, so I, I, I can look. <laughs> and, and, and we don't have a collar on this Superman, so. Yeah. No, I dug it. This, I, th- I think this is a super strong book. I, 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 I highly recommend it. You know, even if you are not a big Superman fan, this book's a whole hell of a lot. Like Tim, Tim's Tim's not the biggest Superman fan, but he loved this book. But he loves oh, this is a Le- good. Yep. He, but he loves him some Lex Luthor. So that was his entry. That was, for, yeah. and I gotta be honest, I, I like Superman's voice in this too. So yeah, he's I, I, it was a good book. Yeah, I, I agree, completely agree. So before we move on to the next topic, I do want to talk about something that I forgot to put on the the outline. I'm going off script. Uh, what? No. You know, know, Paul, we have to have our lawyers. You can't, you can't just, you can't just improvise uh, the conversation. This all has to. Be- <laughs> it's like improv comedy. Nobody wins. <laughs> um, Ouch. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so, uh, Tim was talking about how he had all these ads in the middle of the book, right? And I'm like, oh well, I read it digitally, and it occurred to me that I had a. I broke up with my comic shop this week, Aaron. Oh, no. Well, so we've talked a little bit about how I've been digital for, damn, over a year now. Uh-huh. Um, but I've been going to my comic shop just to support them, just to support local business, support my comic shop guy, nice guy. Um, but quite frankly, it's when you don't have to go and you're literally just doing it to be nice, you get behind. Yeah. Um, and so I got behind, and so the comic shop guy emailed me like two weeks ago. He's like, hey, you haven't been in a while. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll come this weekend. Uh, you know, I recently moved, and I've been out of town. It was it was busy, and of course, then things got away with me. So he emails me again this week on Wednesday, I believe. And he says, hey, man, um, I need you to come in this weekend or send me your credit card number. <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh, uh, okay. I mean, I get it, and you know what? Um, you know, when you're a comic shop and you are selling stuff, uh, you, you last week's product instantly loses marketability once this week's product comes out. And so, you know, he, so in his mind, and he's said this before, like, if you don't pick up your stuff, I'm still going to charge you for it. Like, you're still responsible for it, um, which is not, you know, a, a mentality that I necessarily agree with um, as a business owner. Um but that's that's I, I you know I understand that about him and I've still been shopping there, so I was like you know what I'm gonna go clear out my box and I'm going to close it. So I show up to the shop this week, uh, yesterday actually, to clear out my box and you know I'm I'm looking through the box I'm looking through everything he's had sell, had set aside for me and one thing that I don't like about comic shops um and and it's it's happened to me in my last two comic shops is that they put things in my poll that I've never asked for. Right. Yeah. Yep. Like yep. as a suggestion and you know like if there's a number 1 in my poll box I haven't updated my polls in years. So if there's a number 1 in my poll box clearly that's something that you thought I should have yeah. instead of ask, actually asking for it. Um so I mean there there's a whole bunch of that stuff and I'm I'm not being a dick so I'm like fine I'm just going he's held aside this shit for me but uh, but like I, I I go in and he's not there. Um, but one of the employees, she hands me the comics, and in the middle, there's this sheet of paper sticking out. And I'm like, what is that? And I look at it, and it's the credit card authorization form to put my credit card on file so that I don't do this again. <laughs> and, I'm, and that just flew all over oh, me. Oh, yeah. Man, that would have walked all over Yeah, she's like, uh, he, he needs you to fill this out. I said, actually, that's one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about. I'm closing my polls. Um, and they're like, oh, why? I'm like, I've been digital for a year. I've just been supporting you guys because, you know, I, I like to support local business, but it's really just costing me extra money and now it's kind of pissing you guys off and now you're pissing me off. So, um, <laughs> so I, 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 I said, can you just, I'm going to buy everything that I have in the poll right now and then I'm done. So I, I have officially broken up with my comic shop. I'm, I'm fully digital with no obligation to go to my comic shop every couple of weeks to pick up my polls. Um, I feel bad about it <laughs> because like, you know, I mean, I do want to support local business, but at the same time, I just don't – I mean, like, I just don't read floppies anymore, yeah. um, and I don't want to. Yeah. So uh, – That doesn't mean you can't go in there and get a 
a trade you know, or a toy, an, an action figure. Yeah, so that's I mean, you know, and I will so I'll go in periodically when there's something I want or or you know really want a paper copy or a toy or something like that. Of course, I, I will do that. But but you have you have you have uh, opted out of the mob boss protection racket. That, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I I, I I understand. I both understand and. I, I both like and dislike the concept of the pull system. Um, I think it, it, it's great to not have to worry about your books, um, you know, selling out before you get there. But I also think it's a, a bit of a, a bummer when your comic shop guy decides what's in your pull um, and well, makes you feel obligated to buy it. Have you had this situation? Because I've had this happen to me on pulls. Because I've had pulls in a couple of different stores where you go in and the book that you had subscribed to and should have been in your box isn't there. And they're like, oh. We didn't think you were coming in this. So they gave your book to somebody else, thinking that they'd get another copy. Have you had that happen? Because that's happened to me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You and I are done. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't mean to – obviously, we support comic shops. I'm not saying don't. Um, I'm just saying, you know, this was an unfortunate series of incidents that led to me – breaking up with my comic shop but i mean quite frankly i've been digital for a long time anyway yeah you've been cheating a while it was just time yeah exactly i mean i was really only going to support the comic shop so paul what are you going to do with this windfall of money that you just come in (laughs) i mean you you have have doubled your uh comic book buying budget (laughs) well uh, i don't know seeing seeing as how all i'm really buying are dc rebirth books this month (laughs) um maybe i'll buy a toy an action figure. An action figure. Nice. Figure. Or maybe I'll save up my uh, my nickels and dimes and buy Injustice 2 when it comes out. So the Injustice 2 trailer dropped. And, uh, you know, I, 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 when, I, when I heard about it, I was pretty excited because I really enjoyed some. And I wasn't too jazzed about it. I thought the trailer was kind of lame. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I think one of the beautiful things about the original Injustice game is that there was a story. that, mm-hmm. And you didn't get a sense that there was any story other than just... Hey, let's beat the shit out of the Justice League. Yeah, I'm sure. That, and here's the thing: I'm sure there will be a good story that comes along with the game. Yeah. I mean, the first game, unless I, I don't think they're going to forgo the strongest aspect of the original Injustice and right. what made the thing popular. Um, I just wish they would have portrayed that a little bit more in the trailer. Well, and because uh, you're right, it's just it's basically just a dark room with people fighting. Right. The article that I read said that it's a direct sequel, which is to say that it's supposed to pick up the story from the original game, which you know I'm kind of curious about because. Because the uh, the original game uh, is a pretty bookended story, so I'm not sure what they're going to pick up on that. But uh, well, I mean, he didn't die; he was just you know just put in the red red sun prison, right? Right. But what I found interesting in the Injustice trailer is that that doesn't look like the same Superman in the Injustice Two trailer. He's not wearing he's wearing a very different Superman outfit than he's wearing. I think you know I noticed that about the trailer, and I think that's one thing they were trying to convey which is they have these armored power-up suits in this new game because I, I noticed that like everyone had some type of armor on them like they would show up in their regular costume and then some armor would pop up that kind of thing and let me just say putting flash and armor makes z- <laughs> i you know batman and armor makes all the sense in the world flash and armor makes zero aquaman and armor makes he'll sink like a stone and <laughs> Oh no, no, Aaron. That that's just silly. <laughs> but I, I'm I am excited about the game. But you know, I'm like I haven't bought a uh, a next gen system. You know, I've still got books, and I'm like, crap. <laughs> it's, gonna, <laughs> it's gonna make me buy something. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But you know, it got me to thinking, Paul. You know, one thing, one of the things that DC really excels at is their video game property. And I was thinking, what was the last Marvel game that was worth a damn? And I think it was that old, you know, uh, PlayStation. Uh, and I'm suddenly drawing a blank on it, you know, where you fight Galactus and uh, was it Marvel? Ultimate Alliance? Yes, Marvel Ultimate. I think that was the last decent Marvel game. Yeah, there ha- it has been a while since there's been a decent Marvel game, now that you mention it. I mean, because they're mostly based, actually, now that I think about it, they haven't even had a movie-based video game in a while. Well, they've um, had a lot of mobile apps. Yeah, they've had a, mo- yeah. a lot of mobile app games. Yeah. Um, but it looks like, yeah, there hasn't been anything in a couple of years. And so I wonder why. I mean, because Marvel's got some fantastic property. Why don't they have a – and, you know, they're – but, you know, if you look at, like, Disney Infinity, uh, they're no longer – right? Yeah. Um, so I, is that a whole – 
you would think that with an operation like Disney, they would have a better video game presence. You know, and here I am talking about, video, you know, like I said, I'm still rocking my 360. Uh I, I don't understand that. I don't understand why Warner has got such a, a, a better handle on that than Marvel does. I mean, I think... Explain, Paul. I, I think it's just one of those things that Marvel knows in the video game arena, they haven't had a lot of success, right? Since, other than those Spider-Man games, they haven't really had a lot of strong success. Yeah. Um, and DC, you know, between Injustice and Arkham, the Arkham series, the Batman st- stuff. And, it's just know, hard to compete it with that. Well, and I will say that, you know, Marvel does not have a property that as is as nearly as cool as Batman, right? No, they don't. There is no equivalent, uh, on the Marvel side to Batman because Batman is just ultimate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, anything that you slap on with Batman is, is already going to have that appeal because everybody wants to fucking be Batman. Um, I, but I, I, I just, I, I kind of am, am amazed, even Marvel, the fact that uh, Marvel <laughs> doesn't have a better video. Well, I mean, like you, you, you mentioned Disney Infinity, and I think that was a big um, video game presence for them over the last couple of years. And that is, I mean, the, the, that was multiple games, not right. just one. So. Right. Maybe that's – and I, I enjoyed those games too, so maybe that's just been their focus. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that something cool happens because, you know, there, there, there are – I could see all kinds of fun stuff over there in the Marvel Universe. Uh, you could have a, a really cool space game with the Nova Corps and the Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, that could be a, a hoot yeah. and a half, right? Um, Star Jammers, you know, I, you know, man, that ah, could be fun. I'd buy it. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well. So you mentioned Batman and how everyone wants to be Batman. Everybody wants to be Batman. So you know that um, that Batman killing joke, uh, it, it premieres at San Diego Comic-Con, the new animated movie um, from that DC animated line, uh, straight to D- Blu-ray and DVD, uh, comes out in, I think, July or August. And I believe it's getting an R rating. Yeah, it, 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 it has already been rated yeah. R. Um, and it's premiering at San Diego Comic-Con. Well, so... What they are doing is on July 25th, they are actually having one of those Fathom events um, nationwide where they're going to be showing Batman the Killing Joke in movie theaters. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, I got to get me a ticket. Have they yeah, already the started tickets selling? Go on, no, tickets go on sale next Friday, the 17th oh, wow, so of bad. June. Uh, for And there are two showings, uh, July 25th at 7 p.m. and at 10.30 p.m. And uh, hell yes, I'm going to go see that yeah. movie on the big screen. Fuck, yeah. If they have that much faith in it. Because yeah. that's the first time they've done that. Yeah. Um, you know, they, I, I'm surprised they didn't do it for The Dark Knight because that was one, their strongest film to date. Yeah. Um, so they must have a lot of faith in this one, especially it being an R rating. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm absolutely going to go see that. So uh, tickets go on sale uh, Friday, June 17th. Uh, and they haven't announced the theaters, but they did say it's nationwide. And yeah. if you've I mean, if you've ever seen these Fathom events, they're pretty, if you have a regal cinema near you or, um, you know, it, it, you're going to have it. Yeah. play near you at some point well cool thank you for the heads up on that i gotta, I gotta put that on my calendar so i can buy me a ticket because i mean i'm totally down for that I, i've enjoyed those fathom events when they've done some special screenings like that like i saw the they did a Battlestar galactica uh movie like that uh several years back and that was pretty damn yeah i've done um i've done a couple of them you know they had the original frankenstein uh-huh. they, I mean, uh, i've done more of the classic movies i think they had the original halloween that kind of thing yeah. Yeah, I always tend to find out about them, too. Like, oh, that was last week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, cool. So, well, yeah, I, 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 I will uh, keep you updated. Um, but, yeah, tickets next week. And so, sticking with Batman. But this week was Detective Comics. Uh, and, you know, as we were discussing with Action Comic, this is uh, this is not a rebirth number one. This is back to original numbering on Detective Comic with issue 934. And, uh, you know, the, the story here is that some stuff's about to go down in Gotham, and Batman's building a t- And so he recruits Batwoman to train up, uh, you know, the sidekicks. You know, so because, you know, Batman has, Batman's history is training himself. He's maybe not so good at training others, so he's going to bring someone in who is good at that. Someone's trained to train people, um, because Batwoman in her uh, in her non-Batwoman guise uh, was in the army and apparently quite the soldier until she uh, was was uh, given the opportunity to leave the armor because she uh, uh, was gay. I guess is gay, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, so, you know, she went on to fight crime since she couldn't, uh, you know, fight wars for the army. Because you can, you can be gay and fight crime. Exactly. Exactly. Apparently not so much in the U.S. Army. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, uh, I, I thoroughly dug this book. I wasn't going to pick up this. I got to be honest with you. I wasn't going to pick up this book until after New Comic Book Day and I was reading on Comixology the description. Because uh, I'm, I'm a little batman out. Scott Snyder, Batman. As much as I, I enjoyed his, his books, I was just like, you know, they're too decompressed. I'm just, I just wasn't enjoying how long it was taking to tell this. But when they started talking about Batwoman and how she was going to be training the Bat family and, you know... Uh, Clayface was going to be joining the team. Clayface was going to be joining the team. Uh-huh. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> so I'm in, and this book is beautiful. This, book- this is a great book. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Tell us about it, Tim. You know, this is a really good week for, for DC Comics for me, and a really bad week for my wallet because <laughs> I'm, I'm picking this book up too. Like, you, ha- you had me hooked to at least try it when you said Red Robin and Cassandra Cain. And, uh, yeah, no, the fact that they've got Two-Face, which is, is going to be interesting because Two-Face is a villain, right? So You don't have a Clayface. Clayface. Clayface, yeah. Two-Face. Facebook. Faces. Facebook. <laughs> Anyone smell toast? Um, <laughs> I, but, yeah, he's a villain. So I'm like, okay, let's let's see how they, they, they spin it. And, they, they you know, they, they spun it like, you know, your, your, your classic sad villain. You know, and it's, I just, oh, yeah, but the, let's just talk about the art. The art is awesome. Yeah. Just absolutely yeah. awesome in this book. And it has to be because you've got so many, so much going on, so many people in, in, in multiple panels. Well, and let's go back to what we talked about in the action comics. There is nothing decompressed about this book. No. It's just bam, 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 get the gang together. You know, whereas I, I feel like previously we would have gotten six issues to get the team together. And they got the team together in the first book. You know, and said, here's our purpose, here's what we're doing, yada, yada, yada. You establish that, you know, you got the villain looking over their shoulder. You establish that there are drones in the air watching everything they do. You establish that Batman knows a little bit more that he's got going on, and Cassandra, Cassandra Kane knows that, or I'm sorry, Kate Kane knows that. Um, you know, Batwoman tells him, you know, it's okay that you keep this from me, but when I need to know it, you better let me. Um, I love that she establishes right from the get-go, I'm your partner. I don't work. I I fucking dug this yeah this was i mean so we're going to talk about some other books but spoiler warning for me action comics and detective comics were the strongest books this week i would agree without a doubt well and Um, let's talk about the the artwork in this book again it's beautiful there are so many standout pages oh yeah Uh, you know the the clayface stuff was fantastic i mean i loved that scene of him in the theater Uh uh-huh well, you know, there's a, there's a beautiful, you know, three-quarter page panel of Batman jumping, right? Yeah. There is, you know, there is, a, on the subsequent page, there's this beautiful page where Batman is standing in the light over uh, Azrael's beaten body. Oh, yeah. And it's just a gorgeous page. I mean, With it's the like, cross in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this is a fucking pinup book, you know? Mm-hmm. I, the, the next page is Batwoman swinging across the city. Again, another gorgeous page, and it's like every page is a fan fantastic work of art uh, i i mean i i, I just I, I think that there is so much love and affection applied in this book uh, i love the the dialogue between batwoman and batman as batman i mean batman comes out and says hey i'm bruce wayne and she's like i was wondering when you were going to come clean on that <laughs> you know i, I I, I love that that Batman, you know, is starting to realize that you know she is super, she is super competent, you know, because we've spent yeah. so much time in his books going, ah, not in my city, you know, yeah, <laughs> and now he, he's he's acknowledging, that, you know, he's acknowledging her competence. I, I dug that in this book because I've been a big Batwoman fan from the get go. I do think they went a little too pale on her skin color. They, they always do. They they draw her almost like she's undead. Yeah, you know? like she's albino or something. Yeah. Like I, I don't know that that's. I mean, I get it. She's pale. She's, but no one is. No one is ex- except albinos that pale. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they draw her almost like she's blue, right? Yeah, you know. And I, but that they did that back in the original Greg Rucka stories. Uh, so I, I get that that you know for that was I don't know for, it didn't bug me as much there because it was the the entire book was kind of this surreal art style. Uh huh. But for here with the regular art style, it's blatantly obvious. Yeah. So it does. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this in Aquaman, but I want to draw your attention to the fact that, you know, the bad guy is watching, right? We don't know who the bad guy is, but we know he's watching, right? Mm-hmm. You know, bad guy likes to watch. Uh, so anything else about Detective Comics? No, other than buy it. It's 
it's really damn good. Yeah, and I would say the same about Aquaman, Nick. And I'm surprised to say that, but fuck Aquaman again. A beautiful book. Uh, yes, um, the the art by Scott Eaton, who I'm I'm not a hundred percent familiar with. Um, it's kind of got an Ivan Rice quality to it, though. Yeah. Uh, and I I thought it was really good. Uh, Scott Eaton and Oscar Jimenez, which I guess is um, maybe he's related to who's the other Jimenez guy? Uh, um, Phil Jimenez. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, but uh, uh, you know, I don't maintain that all those Hispanic guys have to know each other or be related, Paul. Yeah, that seems a bit racist. Racist, Paul. Uh, okay, <laughs> other than they both work for DC Comics, <laughs> they both draw Aquaman. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying, Paul. Maybe maybe there's a little bit of hate, and maybe you need to just look inside yourself. Okay. I'm gonna Google it. Maybe I'm you gonna... need to stop trying to build that wall, Paul. <laughs> The Paul Wall. <laughs> oh, Paul. Um, Aaron's going to build the wall and Paul's going to pay for it. <laughs> as long as I don't have to build it, we're good. <laughs> so, uh, we need to. <laughs> you know, like most of the Rebirth 1 book, this the, the Aquaman book spends a lot of time talking about who Aquaman, uh, kind of reestablishing establishing his. But, I, you know, I dug it. I, you know, I, I felt like it brought me current on a bunch of stuff that's gone on in Aquaman and the New 52 without me having to go back and trace through those books. I don't feel like I missed anything. I feel like I know what I need to know to go forward and enjoy Aquaman. And, you know, Aquaman's not one of my my, my favorite characters. I enjoyed him when Jeff Johns was writing. I didn't enjoy it once the book changed hands. Um, but I'm willing to give this a shot because I thought this book stuck the landing. It got me interested, uh, made me ready for, uh, for the new Aquaman. Same here. I thought it was a really well-done book. Now, I will say... Um... It was a little wordy for, for my taste. I thought it was a little exposition heavy. But I guess, you know, for this goes back to my point about the zero issues. Uh-huh. There's a lot of explanation because a lot of people are coming into that for the first time. Yep. Um, so it's not necessarily as strong as Jeff Johns, uh, Aquaman number one for New 52, which is I would agree. I would a agree. prime example of, of the way to do this character. But it is a good book. Um, it, it's certainly enough to get me interested in, in the title again. Um, and see what comes next. I like the the status quo that they're setting up. Uh-huh. I, I'm, you know, with Aquaman and, and Mira are are back together, and uh, you have this terrorist group of Atlanteans and and all sorts of stuff. So, well, I'm on board, Aaron. I will be picking up Aquaman number one. How gorgeous are the panels and page with Black Man? Oh my God, yes. I mean, I, I was like, oh my God, that's gorgeous. <laughs> the, yeah, that the, last splash page. Uh huh. Yeah, the coloring on that page, I mean, you you just, it is almost 3D the way they have detailed that. Mm. Uh, it is just beautiful. But I'd like to point out, the villain is watching. Um, but the difference between this and Detective Comics is we didn't know who the villain was watching Batman. But we know who the villain is watching Aquaman. It's yeah. Black Manta. Well, and let's not just stop there because in theory... Action Comics had something similar as well, right? Right. Um, with Mr. Oz. Right. So, you know, I, I think we, we, you know, if you go back to Rebirth number one, you know, we, we, we kind of know why we're seeing a watching theme. Uh, but I find it interesting that, you know, it's not just, you know, our friend up on Mars watching things that are going on. It is also the villains are watching what's going, perhaps. Being you know, it's interesting that you say that. I, I, I didn't, it didn't occur to me that there's a watching theme. Yeah, right. I think you I think you said it. I think it's intentional. Right yeah. Because yeah. at first I was like, eh, it's just a bunch of people doing the exact same fucking story. <laughs> but no, you're right. I think it is actually a theme that they're going for. Yeah. No, I, and, and, I, and I suspect that there's some manipulation, right? Yeah. Uh, so and maybe anyway. setting up a, a, a group of watchers or something like that. Right. Or, or watchmen. Or watch watch persons. Men. Watch persons. <laughs> we don't have to be gender specific. Okay. And, Jeez, you know, Tim. There could Racist, also, sexist podcast. There could also be some trans transgendered watch people, you know. <laughs> and you got to figure out which bathroom the chan- transgendered watch people are going. I'm just saying, if the comedian dressed up in a Batman suit and beat the shit out of Azrael, I'm not surprised. Holy <laughs> shit! Holy shit! I think you figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> that could totally be it, Tim. <laughs> Well, when you keep seeing watching, I was like, uh-huh. oh, well. Yeah, I, I hadn't put that together, but there's something there. Because who could, mm-hmm. beat, up, who could beat up one of the guys that, that well? Mm-hmm, uh-huh. mm-hmm. And the same body type. It's interesting to me that we can – it is so – when we started this podcast, hell, not even when we started this podcast, three weeks ago. 
it would never have occurred to me that we would talk about the comedian and Batman in the same book. Right. And that's the excitement of Rebirth for me. Just the 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 possibilities that never even occurred to me. But but let's talk about a book that I really was looking forward to. <laughs> Um, but for me, did not stick the landing, uh, which is Wonder Woman Rebirth number one um, from acclaimed Wonder Woman writer Greg Rucka with art by Liam Sharp and Matthew Clark. Um, so th- this is setting up the the, the new Wonder Woman book. Uh, Wonder Woman will be biweekly, and it's going to have kind of like the Thor book um, did with um, – Jason Aaron, mm-hmm. it's going to have two alternating storylines. One will be a year one Wonder Woman storyline, and the other one will be like the current day storyline. And we, we kind of have a preview of both of them in this week's uh, Wonder Woman Rebirth number one. And Tim, as our resident Wonder Woman uh, fan, aficionado. aficionado, what did you think of Wonder Woman Rebirth number one? I don't. I don't get it. I guess is the is the best answer I can give you. I I don't know what's happening here. I it I all I got from Greg Rucka is you know writing Wonder Woman's hard because they keep fucking with the continuity. That's that's what I got from this book. <laughs> like, great, we 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 knew that. Um, what what are you gonna do with it? And I just don't get it. I don't know what he's doing. I feel yeah. like I, I feel like I've read this. I feel like I read this book when it was Donna Troy trying to figure with all of her missed origin um, back in the when they kept reintroducing her. Remember how she how she died and like nine months later they brought her back and then killed her again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I feel like that's what I'm reading because I, I I completely agree. Wonder Woman has got the most convoluted origins, and I thought that there I I understood what he was trying to do with the. Or you know he they would say they would tell you something they tell you something factual about Wonder Woman and they would say or was it this you know and and I got that and I thought that was kind of a nice nuance but unlike the other books that we have really enjoyed right where we said wow it was there, there was nothing decompressed about it you really set the stage right there in that book you didn't get that you know nope. it, it felt like this was very decompressed and really I, I gotta tell you there was only one moment in this book where I, that I thought was cool. And don't get me wrong, I loves me some Greg Rucka, and I'm I'm still going to keep uh, reading this book. I'm going to give it another couple of. Years. But the 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 panels that I thought were so interesting was when you know Wonder Woman realizes she's got this conflict when she doesn't understand who she is, what the truth is about her. So she wraps her arm in the lasso and compels herself to tell the truth. I thought that was a neat touch. And then she doesn't say it on panel. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so. As if this book isn't confusing enough, they're going to do the alternating thing like they did on Hawkeye. And I'm like, you know what? I'm really not interested in Wonder Woman Year One. I, I'm okay with, the, you know, I think it's what they call it the lie. The lies storyline. Like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I'll try that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's obnoxious that if you want to tell us two, super, two Wonder Woman books, tell two Wonder Woman books. Don't, don't alternate with me so i got to pay attention. Yeah. That's obnoxious. So, I, you know, I like Greg Rucka. I, I think issue one is at least worth a flip through just to see if we're going to get more than we got here. Yeah. But I, it was by far the weakest DC book I read this week. I would agree. But hey, uh, something that I think DC did uh, that was awfully classy was the uh, tribute to Darwin Cook, their books this week. Agreed. And not just a one-page tribute. I mean, it, they clearly did a double-page spread yeah. um, tribute to Darwin Cook, and good, good on you, DC. Yeah, I thought that was cool. So one more Rebirth book this week. Yep. Um, the Flash Rebirth number one, which Aaron was not originally intending on reading, but we, we talked earlier this week, and I was I, the, the review I read of it basically sa- said um, it was like Rebirth number two. DC Rebirth number two, because uh, it ties into what happened in DC Universe Rebirth number one. And I I was hopeful for that because I mentioned, uh, I think, two weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, that some of these titles, um, I was a little disappointed that they didn't take the ball and run from the story threads set up in Rebirth number one, at least not, you know, at least not directly. Um, Well, Flash does. Uh, Unfortunately, it's really only the last third of the book that it really picks that thread up. Um, This is basically the story leading up to that moment. We see a a cliff notes version of the conversation with Wally West. And then we take off from there. um, What happens next? So it doesn't further the story that much, but I, I am um, enthused by the fact that 
we have someone now who is aware that the world is not right and that we might continue with that story thread. So, Aaron, you picked up Flash Rebirth number one yep. um, from Josh Williamson. And uh, Car- by Carmine. Go ahead. Carmine John Domenico. Uh, D. Yeah. John Domenico. Uh, and I got to tell you, I think the uh, while the I think the art is uh, I think the artist is talented and I think the artist uh, has a strong style. Um, I think it was a wrong style for this book. It's very Aeon Flux, if you remember that old uh, MTV liquid television uh, animation. Uh, yeah. it, it is too hyper stylized and edgy, I think, for a Flash book. Uh, I think that the Flash requires something a little bit more mainstream. Um, yeah, I, I and, and and for in general, I would be okay with that with this art style. Even on the Flash, for me, this was more meant to be an emotional book. There were a lot of emotional sequences in this, and that style doesn't lend itself well to emotion. No, no, it, it and it's it, it just didn't work for me. Um, I I loved Rebirth number one, and there is a part of me that feels like this book is written to cheer the band that uh, they didn't have their own magic for this issue. So this, they, they were going to spend some time applauding what they did over in Rebirth number one. Wasn't that cool over there? Yeah, how about Rebirth number one? Because they really didn't have anything up their sleeve for this one. Um, I, I feel like there's a whole lot of wasted time re-showing me what I already read in Rebirth Number. Uh, yeah. As opposed to just picking up the story. I mean, because we waste uh, four pages on Flash and Wally, you know, yeah. uh, that we've already seen. I'm not talking about the new stuff. I'm talking about four pages of, you know, what we saw in Rebirth Number 1. Now, I will say they explain a little bit more about the Batcave scene with yeah. Batman from Rebirth Number 1, which I found valuable because there's so much that they don't tell you in those pages, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, they are very literal, like, no, when... Uh, the when the speed force spark hit, it planted the watchman. That watchman button wasn't always. Yeah, I thought that was. I'm, I'm glad that they uh, cleared that up. Yeah, because I mean that is not clear in Rebirth Number One. No. Um, and so the the scene with Batman and Barry, I think works because this is stuff you didn't see in. But I think that the scene the scenes with Flash and Wally do not. Um, <sighs> I think the scene after, I, I think the recreation didn't work. Right. I think the scene after the recreation where, um, you know, they, they, they don't say goodbye because they know they don't need to, um, you know, the, the, the emotional component. I thought that was well done. And basically, I, I was fine with this book except for the retelling of what happened in Rebirth. Because I even liked this stuff before it. Um, clearly, we're getting a Flash influenced by the TV series. Yeah, you know, with, with his father out of prison and, and things like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it does look like, uh, you know, I've not been reading The Flash, so I can't, I can't say, you know, how much happened over there. But, yeah, it does seem like this is very much influenced by the, the, the CW. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the book enough that I would give issue one a shot, especially if it's going to pick up on Rebirth threads. And I think, you know, honestly, I think that's why I'm going to stay in, because it looks like this is going to be a second avenue for Rebirth stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. more tied into that direct storyline. And and I like the honestly, I like the idea of uh, Barry and Bruce teaming up to solve this this puzzle. I don't know how you do it based on the evidence that they have. Um, you know, they're like, hmm, this is an interesting radiation pattern, unlike anything we've seen before on the, the radiation that's attached to the comedian's button from Watchmen. You know, well, yeah. you know you, since you guys have never met Dr. Manhattan, I don't know how you turn that into anything, but it's interesting. Maybe they'll they'll track it and they'll be able to say, hey, this track leads to Mars. Where's the Martian yeah. Manhunter? I mean, so are, are you going to pick up Flash number one? I am. Okay. Yeah, I'm, well, uh, I, I have not found. I don't think I've found any of these uh, DC books yet that I'm not picking. Yeah, I'm thus whatever. far, I would say Rebirth is, is very successful. Yep. Wonder Woman is the only one I probably won't pick up number one, um, unless you tell me it's good. Yeah, yeah, sure. I probably won't pick up number one, Wonder Woman number one. Yeah, I, um, I think I, I have been I have been sold enough that I'm picking up the 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 next. Okay. So, but you know, like I'm not picking up every single rebirth book, but I like what I've read. So of what I, of what I'm reading, I'm. So one of the things about DC Rebirth is that a number of the titles are now moving to a biweekly status. Um, that so, scares me. So some of the titles that we talked about last week now have number ones coming out next week, as long as, as well as actual rebirth. Uh, books. Um, so next week from DC Comics, we get Batman number one, Green Arrow number one, Green Lanterns number one, um, and perhaps most excited for Superman number one. 
hot and saucy. Um, we also get Scooby Apocalypse number two, which I didn't think was a bi-weekly book. Um, but I don't know. It's coming out next week. Huh. Uh, maybe they're just double shipping. Maybe they're just doing the Marvel thing to double ship at the beginning to get momentum up. Um, and as far I, as I, it worked for Marvel. Yeah. And uh, as far as actual rebirth, uh, you know, these zero issues, uh, we also get Titans Rebirth number one, which I'm excited for because I'm assuming that'll pick up on the Wally West thread as well as um, getting us some Dick Grayson. Yeah, you're going to have to send me a note. Maybe. Oh, we'll do. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not jumping in. I, I was I was so bummed by Titans Hunt. I, I can't. And, well, there are two other things that I'm very excited about next week, which is Dark Knight Returns The Last Crusade, which is um, written uh, by Brian Azzarello and Frank Miller with art by John Romita Jr. And this tells the story of how the Joker killed Jason Todd in that Dark Knight Returns universe. Um, with the crowbar. With the, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, it, it, but I'm 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 pretty excited about that one. Mystery looking... solved. <laughs> it was with the crowbar in the library. <laughs> and uh, another book that I'm also excited for is Dark Knight: A True Batman Story. Um, we talked about this a while back um, when it was first announced. It is written by Paul Dini. Um, you know, the, the guy behind many of the uh, DC animated properties that everyone still talks about nowadays, the 1993 Batman animated series. Um, in, in 1993, he was mugged in Los Angeles and suffered severe crim- um, injuries uh, to his head and fractures. And so this is kind of the story about how he dealt with that time, but apparently it, it uses Batman and his enemies as his voices, as the voices guiding them through his healing process. So it's semi-autobiographical. Yeah. Uh, written by Paul Dini, art by Eduardo Riso. Um, it's a 121-page hardcover graphic novel from Vertigo, so it is a mature reader's title. And Eduardo Riso is an amazing and draws some of that. Oh yeah. Interesting. And yeah, I think it's important to note that you know Paul Dini was kind of at the the top of his game when this happened. He was uh, you know working on the animated series. He was you know he he was he was the shit, and yeah. it was a significant. It was a significant blow to him, uh, and you know I've, I've heard an interview with him, and it, and it really was a life changing moment. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be an interesting book. I, and he he's an amazing storyteller. Uh, so I'm 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 excited to, to see this. So I do want to talk to you guys about something in relation to this title, which is the Comicsology Amazon um, merger. If you read Comicsology books, um, you know they've they've kind of set up this Amazon payment system, right? Recently, which frustrated the shit out of me this week because it wasn't exactly working. Huh. <laughs> um, but uh, Dark Knight: A True Batman Story is available on Kindle and Comicsology. Uh, the the print price of this book is twenty two ninety nine. If you buy it in hardcover from Amazon, it's fifteen eighty nine. Now, typically, you know, if, if previously, if you bought a book through Comixology that was available, um, you know, in in stores, it was the same cover price, right? So twenty two ninety nine, you'd expect to pay twenty two ninety nine. It's thirteen seventy nine. Uh, the the Kindle and Comixology format. That's great. Um, so it's even cheaper than the hard than the the Amazon priced hardcover. It's almost half price um, to to buy this book digitally when it comes out. So um, that's pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, I'm, 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 that's that's one benefit of this uh, Comixology Amazon merger. For and me. I would like to see I would like to see more of that. Yes, you know, I seriously, I mean, uh, Amazon's able to leverage a lot of the volume for pricing, uh, and we should be seeing more of that on the on the you know book length graphic novels like the Earth mm-hmm. One books. I would love Agreed. to see that. Paul, did you sign? Sign up for Comixology Unlimited yet? I haven't. I know I should, but I just haven't. Okay. Well, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I, I it uh, there are some good books, and I, I'm really curious as to when uh, how they'll start releasing new things into into the reader. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't done that yet. They're still you know uh, going with what launched a couple of weeks ago, which is yeah. fine. I mean they've got they got a ton, a ton of stuff, yeah, yeah. gigantic archive. But there's all kinds of good. And um, I know I didn't mention any Marvel books coming out next week, but I do want to just give a shout out that Star Wars Han Solo number one comes out next week for Marvel Comics. Was this the last issue of Darth Vader that came out this week? No, I think there's one issue, more. I think there's one more. Okay, because I, I bought it. I just haven't had a chance to read. Actually, there might be a couple more now that I think about it. But this was not the last issue. Well, guys, uh, you know, I, I imagine that we will uh, have Wayne back. He will have returned from afflicting the uh, people of Metropolis, the good people of Metropolis. He's kind of like Doomsday coming now that I think. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think Wayne at this very moment 
is talking with the director of the Death and Return of Superman about the Death and Return of Superman. Or or he's talking to him about the Superman novel. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if this is true, I approve. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good week. Bye, everybody. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast.